Welcome to the Burnout to Bless podcast. I am your host, Tara Reinbolt, and it is my mission to help you take back control of your life, overcome burnout, and reclaim your happiness. Trust me, if I can do it, you can do it. I went from totally burned out human resources professional looking to find my purpose in life to finally kicking burnout to the curb and finding my God-led mission. If you're ready to start living your best life today, like right now, literally this second, then you've come to the right place. Consider me your own personal business and life coach. Now let's get this party started and dive into today's episode. Hello, everyone. I hope you're doing well. Last week, I recorded a podcast on how to insert values into your life that make you happy. And it got me thinking quite a bit about several different factors. And for some of you that are listening, maybe you are attracted to this podcast because you want to reclaim your happiness. You're not there yet. And that podcast that I recorded last week is certainly a way for you to add back in happiness because it's asking you the hard questions. You have to sit and you have to think what makes me happy, not what the world thinks should make you happy or what your family wants or thinks that you should do. And sometimes that's hard because we don't consciously know that that's what they think we should do, right? We actually think that this is what I want until finally you kind of receive that little intuition ping in the gut or in the brain that says, "Mm, something's a little off here. And I didn't really go into detail about that piece of it. And in order to really decipher what truly makes you happy, you have to really listen to your intuition because it can take some time to separate out the difference between what society thinks, what your family thinks, what your friends think, and what you want. And the reason why it takes a little bit of time is because as we grow up and we have responsibilities in our lives, the thought of making a change in our life, it seems almost childlike, you know, like, oh, well, that was possible before I had kids. That was possible before I spent all this time in my career. It's not possible for me to change careers. (laughs) It's not possible for me to go after starting my own business. It's not possible for me to go back to doing some of the things I love because I'm too old now. And that is simply not true. (laughs) It might be hard to even allow yourself to think about those things because it doesn't seem like 
it's even in the realm of possibility. But I'm here to tell you that in the online space, if you're not, if you're in corporate, I'm here to tell you that I see so many men and women that have pursued their dreams. And everyone does it differently. Not everyone follows the same plan because I can't stress this enough. We're all different. We all have different responsibilities. We all have different circumstances. So we are left with making the best choices for us and for our family. And by inserting and creating your values into your life, it's much easier to prioritize your life. It's much easier to say, these things are taking up my time and I'm doing them not for myself, not for my family. I'm doing them just because it's been a part of my routine for a long time or whatever it may be. But I'm here to tell you that, A, you have the power and the ability to reprioritize and get rid of the things, stop doing the things that do not serve you, delegate the things that do not serve you. You have the power to go after your dreams. And it's not childlike to want to be happy. It's not this elusive thing that you can't find because we all have intuition. We all have that knowing within our soul if something is working or if something isn't. It does take courage to explore what that is, though. And maybe that's your dreams. Maybe you want to pursue your dreams. But financially, it seems impossible. I'm here to tell you that if there's a will, there's a way. There are multiple resources out there for free that you can take advantage of to just start exploring the idea. So I encourage you to listen to that inner voice. Listen to that voice that's telling you, hey, These do not align with my values. I need to start setting up boundaries. I need to start delegating. I need to start removing these things because it doesn't meet the bigger picture for my life. And today, I'm going to get into the antidote to things that hold us back. Oftentimes, we decide not to make the decisions that we want to make due to fear of the unknown, due to fear of failure, due to fear of judgment. You name it. <laughs> fear fear goes a long way, right? It's deeply ingrained into our brains. And honestly, generationally, it can be passed down. How many of you know people that if you look at a specific family, that's all anxious? They all have anxiety. (laughs) I wouldn't say every single one of them, right? But I would say maybe the mom and the kids do, or maybe the dad and the kids do. This is actually 
able to pass down to generation to generation. So it's important if you have things that are holding you back, you could pass that down to your kids. I'm sure you don't want to do that. I know I don't want to do that. Therefore, I am going to show you the step-by-step process on how to overcome and eliminate your fears. The first is find your God-given purpose. I am going to be teaching a masterclass on that within the next month. So please check that out. I walk you through step-by-step on how to find your God-led purpose. And once you know with certainty in your soul, in your mind, in your body, that you know what you were put on this planet for, it shifts everything. It shifts your entire mindset. So the fear of putting yourself out there, maybe trying to go for that promotion that you're too afraid to go for because you do not feel qualified or changing careers because you really want to pursue something different that you maybe wanted to pursue for a while but just felt like it was impossible or you want to start your own business, right? All of these things, once you find your God-given purpose, the fears that you have will be essentially trumped because you now have a mission that is much greater than yourself. It's much greater than the people that may judge you. It's worth the risk to try and to fail. I'm not saying that you're not going to run into these fears still. You're going to be into a mindset, though, that you're willing to explore them. You're willing to explore each fear that you have to get to the root of the issue. Why am I so afraid to fail? What is behind this? Is it because on the surface, I do not want to lose out on money? I don't want to cause any friction with my marriage because I'm investing a lot of money and then now I'm putting it down the drain. You know, I mean, honestly, the list could go on and on and on. And each person has their own set of what that looks like. You know, at this point, instead of being afraid of asking yourself, why? Why am I afraid to fail? Why am I afraid of losing control? Why am I so afraid of what others are going to think of me? Why do I need the approval of others? Right? So the questions will just keep coming at you. Once you're into a space of I have a mission that is greater than myself. I have a mission to help other people. I have a mission to make my life better, to make my family better, to be the best person that I can be. And ultimately, everyone around me wins. My friends win. My family wins. The people that I'm helping win, whether it's in your current company that you're going for that promotion for, the customers that you're going to serve if you're going to start your own business, the people that you're going to serve if you switch careers, 
whatever it may be, everyone is going to win around you for you going to take the steps to be at your best. When you're happy, when you're rejuvenated, when you're re-energized, when you're motivated, when you're inspired, everyone wins around you. And you're in a place of giving. You're not in a place of feeling depleted. You're not in a place of giving the people that you love and care about and that matter the most your leftovers. You're in a place where you are mentally sharp. You are mentally able to say, yes, this serves my mission and no, this does not serve my mission, right? And once you have your mission ironed out, again, talking back to the values, this goes the same, this takes it just a step deeper and it takes it to a level that's more emotional, I would have to say, because once you know your purpose in life, it's one of those things that changes your entire life. It changes your mindset in an instant. You're no longer the same person that you were before you found out what your purpose is. And honestly, it's because most of us, we're on this search, whether we want to admit it or not, or whether we know it or not, we have that emptiness within us that's asking God, asking the universe, whatever it is that you may believe, you're asking for help to reveal, you know, what what am I here for, right? Well, that kind of boils it down. What am I here for? And some of you may think that you found it, which is amazing, but I can tell you, you will know when you found it, when you want to tell everyone that you meet, hey, this is what I do. This is my mission. This is how I help people, whatever it may be. Whenever you fall into that, your mindset shifts from I can't to I'm going to find a way. It's going to happen no matter what. And I can tell you, I've had my fair share of L's, aka losses <laughs> or F's. I've had my fair share of failures. And every time that I get an L, I get an F, Instead of having a pity party for myself, which trust me, maybe I do for like a day or so, (laughs) but whenever I have one of those L's or F's, I, without a doubt, am reminded that I am meant for more and it's my mission in life to help others. And here's how I do it. I help others overcome burnout. I help others find their God given purpose. And that's how you stay out of burnout. That's the secret sauce right there. Okay. But not only that, it's the secret finding your God-given purpose. It's the secret for decluttering your life, for setting boundaries, the ability to say yes to things that you absolutely want to, the ability to say no to things that you, you want to. So it's really, it's the key that kind of unlocks a whole lot. It's the key that unlocks for you to be happy. 
And then it also, it's the key for you to figure out what's holding you back. Where is this fear coming from? Where is this doubt coming from? Because remember, you went from a place of, I don't even want to think about it. I don't want to talk about it. It's not worth my time to dwell on my fears, right? What's that good for? That maybe was the mindset before you find your God-given purpose. And then the second mindset shift is once you find it, you're in this mindset of, I can, I will, it's going to happen. And when you're in that mindset, you quickly go into problem-solving mode to figure out, how am I going to get past this? What's the root of it? And I have to say, that's another key. Once you really dial in to what the root cause of your fear is, sometimes it literally will just go away. You think, oh my gosh, that's it? That's what's held me back all these years? You've got to be kidding me. I tell this story time and time again, but I had a fear of public speaking after my senior year in high school. Before that, I loved speaking. It was awesome. I just loved it. I don't know if it was because I thought I was amazing or something. (laughs) That is a good possibility. I'm not going to lie. But I had a rude awakening my senior year when I found out the hard way that I was not funny. I am not witty in any way, shape, or form. (laughs) Improv, I thought that I could do. Yeah, no, never. (laughs) So could I improv and speak? Yeah. Could I, but can I improv and make a joke like a comic? Absolutely not. I learned that the hard way. And after failing miserably in front of, you know, 2,000 people, and then I had to go and do another assembly, and I failed in front of another 2,000 people, that's when I realized, yeah, improv and comedy is just not my thing. (laughs) So after that, I became extremely scared to public speak. It was one of those things that held me back. And in college, it held me back from how I used to react, which was, hey, pick me. I'll get up and speak in front of the class or I'll be the presenter for this team project, whatever it may be. Then I went into human resources and the same thing. I had to get up in front of colleges. I had to get up in front of, you know, my colleagues, the executive leadership team. And I did it. I did it fine, but I developed habits in order to prevent myself from falling flat on my face like I did that one time that kind of changed everything. I became a perfectionist and was obsessed with the way that my PowerPoint was laid out. It had to be perfect. I had to even write out the details of what is behind this bullet point all of the above, you name it. And then I would practice and practice. So my habits went from maybe preparing a little bit so that I'm well-versed to obsessive, like OCD perfectionist, because I didn't want to look stupid. So my fear of public speaking came in and I would get anxious every time. But 
once I found out what my mission in life is, I knew I had to do several things. One is if I want to help people, people need to know what I do. People need to know what I do. In order for them to know what I do, I need to put myself out there. And in this day and age, it's online. It's through podcasting. It's maybe going live. It's getting up and speaking at events. It's teaching classes. It's all of the above. It's putting myself out there. So once I knew what my mission was, I went to work on trying to figure out why am I afraid to speak publicly? If I don't overcome this, this is going to be a barrier for me to put myself out there. And then I'm not going to help people. I'm not going to carry out my mission. And for someone, me, like I was looking for my God-given purpose for maybe four to five years. I figured out when I was in burnout that human resources It was definitely a learning point for me. It definitely brought me a unique skill set, and I knew I was going to be able to use it in the future. But for four years, I prayed, I need help, Lord. I need you to show me what is my God-given mission? What is my purpose? I need to know. And finally, the key to finding that was rest. The key to finding that was stop being so damn busy. (laughs) Stop, 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 stop. Slow down. So for those of you that have fears, for those of you that feel lost and you're not sure what the next steps are, the key is slowing down and listening to your intuition. And that same goes with when you're finding your values, when you're trying to figure out what makes you happy. You really have to dial in to your subconscious. And if you followed my previous podcast, you will know over the years you create coping mechanisms that really put those issues that you may have or the inkling that you need to work through something, but you don't want to spend the time on it because, oh, you know what? I'll get to it later. That's part of many of our coping mechanisms. We say, okay, well, I'm having a really hard time with X, Y, and Z, or things aren't going right in my life, but guess what? I don't have time to analyze it. I have kids to run from point A to point B. I have dinner to cook. I have work that's taking over after dinner time. My life is so busy. I don't have time, right? And The key to finding true happiness, the key to getting in tune with that and getting in tune to what your mission is, it's slowing down. It's letting your intuition speak to you. It's asking God for guidance. And once you have that, aha, like this is what I'm supposed to do, like I said, that's when you're able to shift to, I'm not going to let this fear hold me back. So that is step one on how to overcome your fears. Now, the second step in overcoming your fears is taking a look at 
your fears for what they are. So for example, fear of the unknown. The reality of it is you nor I nor anyone else, even people that claim to be mediums, even people that claim to be psychics, they're not God. They do not know what the future holds, my friend. No one knows. And I know that we cling to specific things in our life for security, such as I clinged to my job when I had it. That was the source of my income. And I felt like if I lost that income, then life would get more complicated because I might not be able to pay the bills. Or if I am able to pay the bills, it'll be just barely and life will change significantly. And then I'm going to be stressed out. So not only did I cling to my job for security, I created an entire narrative of what if something were to happen to that security, then this is what would happen. My life would implode and here's how it would implode. And I think most of us do that. And I think that's particularly why we don't even want to think about certain fears because we know that we're afraid of it because we've already created this scenario or this narrative of this is what's going to happen and it's going to be a disaster in every sense of the word. But I want to challenge you to think through each fear because like I just said, for an example of fear of the unknown, none of us knows. I was in human resources and many people would cling, including myself at times, would cling to this illusion that just because they're employed at a company means that they will continue to be employed at that company. That is not true. I can't tell you how many times I had to do a reduction in force. It was a lot. And I mean a lot. And sadly, most of the people that we had to sit down and eliminate their position were shell-shocked. They had no idea that it was coming. And I have to tell you, on the back end where I sat, your leaders are looking at the bottom line nonstop. Not only are they looking at the bottom line, they're looking at what works and what doesn't work. And if we need to cut costs, how are we going to do it? Well, that's easy. Part of the way that you're able to do it is by reducing your workforce. I'm not saying that the place of employment that you're currently working at is in the process of doing that. But what I am saying is that they are looking at ways to cut costs. And it's always an option to reduce your workforce if it makes sense. If the bottom line is not meeting the bottom line, if your goals are not being met, if you have to cut costs. I mean, this is just a reality, my friends. At every 
place that I worked at when I was in human resources, we were consistently sitting with our executives behind the lines, making sure that everything was running smoothly, making sure that we were meeting our goals. And when we weren't or when something wasn't working or when your sales force or people that supported your sales force were not meeting the the needs, the reduction in force, I hate to say it, it was a reality. It was a potential. It was on the table. So this illusion of I have a job, I'm good to go, do not cling to it. The only person that you can really rely on is yourself in a lot of ways. And God, of course, he pro- he provides for us. And since I left my corporate career, he challenged me to throw away the security that I felt that I had and to rely on him. And in the process, I discovered what I'm meant to do on this planet. And I had been looking for years. I mean, painstakingly looking for it, like crying out, I need you to show me because I am miserable. I can't take it anymore. So once I let go of that, once I was able to fully trust, put all of my trust into him and follow what he wanted for me, everything clicked into place. He allowed me to sit and to get in touch with who I am as a person. He allowed me to get in touch with what I'm meant to do, how I'm meant to further his kingdom. So I invite you to challenge your fears. I want you to really challenge the narrative that you're telling yourself. Another one is fear of judgment. (laughs) This one's a funny one. For me, at least, because I had no clue how deeply rooted fear of judgment ran for me. But once I started doing the work that I'm telling you about, which is trying to really identify why I have the behaviors that I do, why I do the things that I do, why I think the things that I think, all of the above. And within that process, I realized that I'm a people pleaser 100%. (laughs) And what does that mean? I want everything to be perfect because I do not want people to judge me. I want them to think highly of me. I don't want them to think I'm not qualified. Um, Let's see. I want them to personally like me. Um, What else? So many more things, right? So this fear of judgment was deeply rooted and I had to really dive deep. And it's interesting because I remember once I kind of figured out why I seek the approval of others, why I'm afraid of judgment, all of those things, it took me a while to figure it out. But then I want to say about maybe six months to eight months after that, I decided to dive even deeper into it because I noticed that I was still at times falling into those pitfalls that I knew better and I thought that I already overcame by figuring out 
what those fears were and getting to the root cause. But that's when I realized I didn't get to the root cause. (laughs) So I even uncovered even further where it comes from. When they say it all comes down to your childhood, I thought that was total BS until I spent years figuring it out. And now that I've figured it out, it was like, oh my gosh, everybody's been telling me this the whole time. And I didn't want to believe it. I didn't even want to entertain it. And therefore, I didn't. And I guess let that be a lesson to you. Don't hold yourself back. Allow yourself to dive deep into each route. Allow yourself to go there, even if it's uncomfortable, because that's where the gold is. That's where you truly overcome your fears. So let's take that. Fear of judgment. I have to tell you that no matter what choice you make, people are always going to judge you. You get judged when you go to the grocery store. Oh my gosh, she's wearing that. Oh my gosh, she has too much makeup on. Oh my gosh, she looks terrible. Oh my gosh, why is she bringing her kids out in COVID? Oh my gosh. (laughs) I mean, the list goes on. And most of those things, you could care less. Like, oh my gosh, please. I could care less if you think that I look terrible or if I have too much makeup on or I could care less what you think about my parenting. Let's be real. We do have that fear of judgment when it comes to things that are important to us. So something we feel like isn't good enough or if we don't feel good enough in certain areas of our life, then it's going to show up. And we care when people judge us for those things, right? But we don't care about the mundane, you know, nuances. We care about the things that truly matter. I mean, that's just how it is. That's how our human mind is set up. But no matter what, if you let the fear of judgment hold you back, you will never get anywhere, my friends, because people are always going to be in your corner, even those that you love that are going to say, I don't think this is a good idea. When I first started my business, I think for the first year, my mother consistently asked me, what are you doing? What is coaching? I don't understand this. I don't understand how you can go from HR to coaching. Like, tell me more about what you do. I mean, no matter how many times I would tell her, no matter how many times, it just was not happening because that's that's my naysayer. Love my mom to death. She means the world to me. She just is looking out for me because the people that are closest to us, they have their own set of fears, my friends, and those fears are oh my gosh, is my daughter going to be able to financially make it? Oh my gosh, is my daughter going to be able to pay the bills because she's invested into her business? Oh my gosh. I mean, all of these different thoughts flow into their minds. Oh my gosh, is she going to be so disappointed when this turns out to be a failure? (laughs) You know, and none of that has happened, right? 
But if I were to let my mother hold me back, she means the world to me. But if I were to give in to that naysayer, if I were to give in to that, then I would never be going anywhere. And let's talk about the fear of uh, failure. The fear of failure is very real, my friends. It's one of those that is like a really big one for me. And I have realized over the last two years that if I'm not able to risk it all, if I'm not able to risk failure, then I'm never going to see the reward. So I'm going to miss out on the rewards because I never started. I'm never going to learn from my mistakes because I never started. That's the only way you learn from your mistakes is by trying and then trying again and not giving up. It's hard not to give up. I know when when you do experience, you know, a loss, when you do experience the F word, dun, 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 failure. It's hard. I mean, don't get me wrong. You have to work through it when it does happen. But the only way for you to improve and to really reach your true potential is to improve, innovate, and finally you'll reach your destination. But you're not able to do that unless you fail. And then let's take it a step further. Say you are successful on your first time. That's a hindrance for you too. Why? Why, you might ask. Well, that's easy. Because if you succeeded on your first time, then the results that you produced are probably going to be the best results that you're going to get because you're not going to know what you can improve on. So now, by succeeding, you're limiting your potential. Now let that sink in for a minute. You're actually limiting your potential if you never fail. We should want to fail (laughs) because who doesn't want to reach their true potential? Who doesn't want to exceed the dreams that they have for themselves? So yeah, my friends, that is kind of a walkthrough on how to think through each fear and to set your mind straight to actually lay out the facts and to then the next step is talking with someone that you trust and that's honest with you. These people are not going to tell you what you want to hear. These people are going to be supportive. They're not going to be your naysayers. So I would not go and tell, for example, my mother, hey, I have a fear of X, Y, and Z because I know that she's a naysayer. She's going to probably validate that. Yeah, no, Tara, I can see that. I think that I would be afraid too. (laughs) And those are not the people that you want to talk this through. You want to talk this through with a mentor, with another expert. You want to talk this through with someone that can hold you accountable. And I highly recommend getting outside help, but I also recommend buddying up with someone in your life that is supportive of you and that is honest and they're not going to tell you what you want to hear. That's the key because you need people in your life that are going to 
root you on, that are going to tell you, go after your dreams. I'm here for you. I'm here to support you. And if you don't have those people, you need to find those people and get rid of the people that are holding you back. I know that sounds pretty harsh, but that's a big block. And that should be more of a fear than all of these other arbitrary, illusionary fears, because those are the things that are really going to hold you back. But that's another podcast for another day. (laughs) Ultimately, step one, find something more significant than your fears. So the key to this is finding out what your God-given purpose is. It will shift your mind so that you will then go into problem-solving mode and really get to the root of why you're fearful. That's truly step number two. Figure out why you're fearful. Step number three is think through that fear and lay out the facts because the facts are much different than the narrative that you created. Next step, talk it through with someone and then... Dun, dun, dun. Make a game plan. Go and do it. The last key and step to truly overcoming your fear is putting yourself in action. It's conquering that fear once and for all by getting into motion, by doing the thing that scares the crap out of you. You need to go do it. But at this point, you're well equipped. You have support whether it is someone that you're close to in your life, you have a mentor such as a coach, you have laid out the facts of this is the fact versus the narrative that I've created. And here's why my narrative is so untrue and so ridiculous. And you've reinforced that it's ridiculous and untrue by connecting with that person in your life that's honest And that's supportive of you. And also by being held accountable by someone that is an expert or a mentor or a coach, whatever it may be. And then not only that, now you know the root cause. Now you know where it all stems from, which is a huge part of overcoming your fear. Huge part. Because a lot of it, you realize, like for me, with my public speaking example, it was like, oh my gosh, you've got to be kidding me. That's it? How stupid. Why did I let that hold me back for eight years or whatever it is? Like, how ridiculous. So that fear basically went away overnight, my friends. Like the moment that I figured that out, it went away. Now, the key before you set any of this into motion is, of course, figuring out what your God led purposes. And I'm creating a masterclass that I will be dropping soon, probably in the next month. And that will teach you how to uncover your purpose. And also uncovering your purpose just truly opens the door for changing your life and doing it effortlessly and not having any pull of wanting to go back to your old behaviors that burnout had created, for example. So that's it for today. I hope that this podcast has helped you get you on the right path to overcoming the fears. Because as I've mentioned, all of these steps, they take work. (laughs) It's not going to happen overnight. You have to get honest with yourself in order to 
figure it out. Okay. Thanks everyone. I hope y'all have a great week. Talk to you later. Lastly, thank you for listening to the burnout to bless podcast. I hope that you found value in today's episode and I pray that you will make the commitment to take back control of your life and that God will give you the courage to move forward to live the life that you were meant to live. If this episode at all inspired you, please do me a huge favor and subscribe to the Burnout to Bless podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcast and leave me a review. By subscribing, you'll be the first to be notified when new episodes air. And by leaving a review, you'll help this podcast get noticed and hopefully change someone's life. If you're ready to take the next step to overcome burnout and live the life of your dreams, email me at coachinginfo at burnout, B-U-R-N-O-U-T, the number two, blessed.com. Again, that's coachinginfo at burnout, the number two, blessed.com to learn more about my customized coaching programs. Now remember, Rome was not built in a day. All you need to do is take it one step at a time, my friends. And I promise you, you will get to your destination. Until next time.